This free podcast is brought to you by The Weekly Standard, the magazine that articulates conservative principles, advances conservative ideas, and challenges conventional wisdom. Act now and you'll receive 24 issues of The Weekly Standard magazine, plus Bill Crystal's weekly emailed newsletter. This limited podcast offer is yours for only $36, but only if you call 1-800-283-2014 or click the link below right now. Hello, this is Philip Terzian, literary editor of the Weekly Standard, and I am here to give you a an exciting preview of the uh, February 17th issue of the of the magazine in the books and arts section, where we have, as always, assembled a, a eclectic selection for your interest to appeal to all tastes and interests. Um, and our lead review this week is a subject which, and I often introduce reviews this way, and I probably shouldn't, but it's a a subject that may seem a bit dry, but is in, actu- in, in actuality uh, quite fascinating and certainly important, and that is public diplomacy. What is public diplomacy? It is the way the United States conveys its image around the world in the form of art, literature, entertainment, movies, books, music. You remember uh, in the 1950s and 60s, Louis Armstrong touring Africa and Europe, uh, Dave Brubeck uh, touring uh, Latin America and Asia, novelists like John Updike, poets like Robert Frost, traveling on behalf of the State Department uh, as roving ambassadors, if you will, of American life, of American culture, of the United States of America. Well, Martha Bayless um, has written a fascinating book called Through a Screen Darkly, Popular Culture, Public Diplomacy, and America's Image Abroad, where she describes all this. But there's a problem, and that is in the post-Cold War world, the government's commitment to public diplomacy has diminished considerably, in addition to which uh, the idea of uh, disseminating and advertising American culture has moved a little bit from high culture toward pop culture. And so when you ask uh, somebody on the sidewalk in Malaysia or the Congo or Uruguay, what does America mean to you? They're apt to respond, Miley Cyrus, Kim Kardashian, uh, Jay-Z, that sort of thing. And the question is, is that such a good thing? Are the movies that Hollywood is producing, is that really the image of our country that we want to project? So Sam Schulman, who is a frequent contributor to our magazine and a particularly graceful writer, looks at all this uh, in interesting detail. And Martha Bayless uh, tells the story in a fascinating way and a somewhat disheartening story it is, but she has some policy prescriptions toward the end that that um, make a lot of sense to me and maybe might even be a subject uh, raised in the next uh, presidential election as we think about America and the world. Uh, elsewhere in the section, we have a, a wonderful um, essay um, by James Gardner, the art historian, on Bernard Berenson, who 
um, died about 50 years ago, but was a, a famous uh, Harvard art historian who actually had a lot of money and ended up basically living in a beautiful villa in Italy. But he was one of the first people to systematically um, professionalize, one might say, the identification of art. Uh, he looked at hundreds, if not thousands, of Renaissance Italian paintings, and it was he who figured out the way to determine who actually painted what. This is, to some degree, connected to the uh, that new George Clooney movie, uh, The Monuments Men, which, um, uh, which was based on a book which we reviewed uh, last week. But it's a it's a great it's a great story Berenson's life because he not only was a very successful connoisseur of art but was a kind of global celebrity in his way. I can remember when Harry Truman retired as president, um, he went on a world tour, and one of the people he he wanted to stop and talk to in Italy was no less than Bernard Berenson. So uh, this will this will reacquaint you with a. A fascinating figure in in the history of culture. Gabriel Schoenfeld, uh, who frequently writes about policy issues for the magazine, has done a a great piece uh, reviewing two books by Floyd Abrams, uh, who is the well-known lawyer who is best known for his staunch defense of freedom of speech, the First Amendment, uh, in the marketplace, probably the the most famous First Amendment lawyer in America. I call the piece Mr. First Amendment. Uh, Floyd Abrams has been involved in all the cases you'll know about prior restraint of newspapers publishing uh, national security information as well as the freedom of museums to, to uh, uh, exhibit what they want in the face of political opposition and so on. Schoenfeld has a what I would call a nuanced view of Floyd Abrams, although I don't think Floyd Abrams will be unhappy with the review, but it's a it's a interesting exploration of what exactly the First Amendment means uh, in our present political environment. And then on on a as we say on a completely different note, that's followed by a review of a new biography of Bob Fosse, the choreographer who. Uh, died about a quarter century ago, is probably best known for his Broadway work and the uh, Pajama Games and Sweet Charity and others. But for those of you who may have seen All That Jazz, the uh, uh, 1979 movie, which is roughly, uh, it's a kind of autobiography in film that Fosse uh, directed and uh, Roy Scheider plays a character who is clearly based on Fosse. It's a wonderful look at the, uh, the well, an interesting career in dance and in show business, but also the what we might call the, the dark side of the entertainment industry, the sort of um, the sorrows and obsessions and uh, the good and the bad of, of show business, which was all wrapped up in the very interesting, very sometimes repellent, always contradictory, but always entertaining uh, person of Bob Fosse. Finally, our own John Podhoritz uh, has an essay called Fallen Idol, Woody Allen and the Culture of Celebrity, which I think probably is and should constitute the final word on the Woody Allen uh, case, the, the 
the allegations that are flying back and forth and that have been flying back and forth for the past couple of decades about him and his character and his allegations of child molestation and uh, marrying his girlfriend's uh, step um, adopted daughter and that sort of thing. Uh, John, I think, puts it in a very rational and I think eminently fair perspective, which, as I say, is probably all that any reasonable person can deduce from what we're reading and hearing and is, as is always the case with John, um, very gracefully written as well. So I hope you enjoy this week's books and arts section. I certainly had a a ball putting it together, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again next week.